0: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile app. Get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. I'm John Schmelk. Today's guest is Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. Of course, you saw him on NFL Network's draft coverage. He's one of the co-hosts of the Move the Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks. You can find him on Twitter at Move the Sticks. DJ, you got John Schmuck here in the Northeast. I hope you are in the midst of planning some type of vacation after the grind of the last <laughs> months.
1: I, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. So I'm going to, uh, my vacation that consists of, uh, of flying to Dallas and driving my daughter's car home for, uh, from college. So that's, it's pretty wild over here, but, uh, no, it's, I'll get a little bit of a break. I'll get a little break here coming up. It's fun. This is a this is a fun draft. It's weird, right? A weird scenario with no combine and everything, but it ended up being a pretty entertaining process.
0: Yeah, and I think Giant fans have wanted me in our call show to express to you their thanks for motivating <laughs> Dave Gettleman to turn right. Well done, my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Dave today uh, and visit with him about that. I'm going to go out and let limb and say I didn't have a whole lot to do with his draft strategy there. Yeah, probably. But it was a... But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun having that kind of back and forth. The best part is I've never even met him, so uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with him. He's good friends with my buddy Charles Davis, so uh, we're, we're looking forward to catching up.
0: Yeah, Charles played against him when he was a high school player up in New York, so they do they do go back a long ways. And it's funny, your predictive powers, man. You're also one pick away from getting your Zach and Slater combination with the Jets after the trade off You better be careful, man. Seriously, <laughs> I was so close. I told Joe Douglas
1: the night before, I was like, if you can somehow pull this off uh, to get to get Slater, it's just think of me. Be a friend. Help me out here. This is great TV. But then he rebounded um, and ended up getting double Michael Carters. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You're not going to get me Zach and Slater. At least give me double up on the Michael Carters.
0: One pick away from the Bayside reunion. I just hope you don't decide to use yeah. your powers for evil one day. Man. <laughs>
1: All,
0: right. All right. Let's get to the Giants here. They decide yeah. to move down, which I think surprised everybody. The pick that I think people thought they might make after the, the Devontae Smith win one pick before them was maybe Rashawn Slater, but mm-hmm. they moved down. Did you think it was the right move?
1: I think so. I think when you look at what they're able to collect and I think when you look at where, uh, where this roster is actually in pretty good shape, I think just having some numbers to be able to spread out and to get assets in next year is huge and a little more certainty uh, with the process next year. So I'm all for that. Get some picks, some extra picks here and, and collect some picks for next year.
0: Given the history of that type of move for a quarterback, did they get more than what they should have in a deal like that?
1: I think it was fair. You know, I think, that, I think they got a fair uh, number there. I know I want to say I talked to another team that was right in that mix. might have been the Eagles or, or one of those other teams that had been approached with the identical, you know, identical trade. So that was what the trade was going to be.
0: So then the Giants moved down to 20. They ended up picking Thedarius Toney. I think most people thought he would be the fourth wide receiver off yeah. the board. What do you think about the fit with him with the Giants in their offense and the receivers already on the roster?
1: Well, I think he gives you easy completions, uh, you know, so just quick hitters, get the ball in his hands. He's phenomenal after the catch. Um, so you can do that. You can use them on jet sweeps. You can use them in the backfield some if you want to get on the ball that way. Um, but I think just finding more dynamic players in whatever capacity you can use them, I think, is something the Giants really tried to focus on. They gotta be more dynamic. They've got to be more explosive. And I think he helps you accomplish that. Now there's you know, there's some you know route running stuff that he's gonna have to clean up. He's he's I mean, once he gets to the top of his route, when he gets his foot in the ground, he's got big time juice to create separation. But as a quarterback, you also gotta have a feel and a sense for where he's going. So you can't freelance to the point where I I can't get my timing down because I don't know where you know when you're coming out of the break. They've got plenty of time to iron all that stuff out, but you've got a f- fantastic athlete to work with.
0: Yeah, Z- Lance Zierlein mentioned in his NFL.com scouting report, sometimes on his routes, it looked like he's trying to play one-on-one basketball with the ball in his hands. <laughs> and I thought that yeah, was yeah. a great description of it, yep. to be honest with you. So how does he iron that stuff out so he can become more of a traditional, reliable receiver rather than the guy that maybe you have to scheme some, scheme some stuff up to get him the football?
1: It's all reps, you know, just getting opportunities and reps and and learning, you know, hey, I can use my my quickness is going to win. So if I can just get the proper leverage, then I'm going to be able to win with my quickness. I'm not going to have to be able to set this thing up 10 different ways um, to set a defender up. If I can just get on the right shoulder and then just trust the fact that when I get my foot in the ground and he gets his foot in the ground, I'm coming out at a whole different speed than he is. So just trust
0: it. I know you mentioned some of the ways before, but what would you like to see from Jason Garrett? and this offense, and even the special teams to an extent, right, to get yeah. the most out of Kadarius, Tony?
1: Well, again, yeah, I just think it's just getting the ball in his hands. You know, it, it used to be back in the day it was hard for rookie wideouts to get on the field because you had so many sight adjustments, so many read coverage reads you had to make, and so much uh, knowledge that you had to download in terms of learning the system. Make it simple. Let's just get him on the field. Let's get him in the slot. We're going to pitch him a couple bubble screens. We're going to maybe get him outside, get him a tunnel screen. We're going to get him on some fly sweeps. Uh, we're going to line him up in the backfield, throw him a swing. Like you can kind of have just packages for him. And I think that's how you get him introduced into the NFL is give him a package each and every week.
0: You know, I think at 20, Daniel, a lot of Giant fans are thinking maybe an edge rusher here. This is kind of that sweet yeah. spot. Jalen Phillips had just gone off the pick before. But then, not only do the Giants get their edge rusher in round two, they trade down eight spots, pick up an- another pick next year, and they still get Aziz Ojalari I think a guy that a lot of us, until that medical news came out, were thinking yeah. about as a potential first-round pick.
1: Yeah, he would have 100% been a first-round pick, if not for some concerns there medically. So, yeah, I mean, if you can keep him healthy, you're talking about a steal, a big-time steal here. And a guy who plays really hard, I and mean, that's one of the things I respect about Coach Judge is – when he's come in there, the effort with, with, with which this team plays is specifically on the defensive side of the ball is phenomenal. Um, and this kid's going to match up with that.
0: Talk about him as a pass rusher. How does he win, and how will he fit yeah. into this kind of hybrid scheme that Patrick Graham likes to run for the Giants?
1: Yeah, well, he can rush from a two-point. He doesn't have any problem doing that, standing up and rushing. He's got really, really active, strong hands. So he's got a nice little swipe move. He's got a little chop move. Um, he's got an up and under moves for kind of his counter. Um, those are kind of his, his bread and butter moves. Now, uh, the interesting thing is I think there's more there with speed to power with him of getting more uh, push with that, because when you see him in the run game, you see how strong he is. He's really got, he's got long arms. He can use that length and he can, he can really jolt guys with his hands. I think once he gets a little bit more comfortable landing those hands as a, as a rusher, you're going to see some more speed to power. I think that's coming.
0: You know, I think he has an interesting body type too, right? He's only 6'2", which is a little bit small, but you mentioned the 34-inch arm, so it almost yeah. gives him the best of both worlds, right? He can get the leverage at being only 6'2", length. but yeah. then he uses his length, right?
1: That's exactly right. I was actually you know, I was talking about uh, Odigazua, the kid the Cowboys took out of UCLA. He's the same thing, right? He's an interior guy, but I love guys that have leverage and length. It's hard to find that combination of guys, a little bit shorter, um, but has really long arms. You can't, it's hard. It's hard to move those guys in the run game.
0: Limited Giants season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, presales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. All right, let's go to the third round. Aaron Robinson, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. And yeah. you watch him on tape. All you see is slot pressman corner. And if that's what you want to play, he seems to be the perfect guy to fill that role, no?
1: Yeah, and everybody you talked to around the program there said he's just comfortable in there. He likes kind of being in the chaos and in the storm, um, which is great. You know, that's why I would keep him there until um, uh, until you feel comfortable with him on the outside. If that's where he's comfortable, let's make him comfortable. He's really tough. He's going to be an outstanding blitzer in there. He can be a really good force player uh, against the run. And he's got the quickness and the fluidity to be able to match guys in there. So to me, it's, it's hard to find somebody like that. And um, I know at the senior bowl, you got to see him work outside a little bit. But I, to me, that's his comfort zone is inside. That's where I keep him.
0: And Ellerson Smith is someone we saw at the senior bowl too, Daniel. And he's somebody that, yeah. boy, 97th percentile, if you look at some of the metrics in terms of his testing, long, did well there. How much of an upside pick is this? And what are the things that he's going to have to work on now coming from the FCS, missing out on a year because his you know college schedule got canceled in, in 2020 for him to develop into a potential pass rushing threat for the Giants?
1: Well, he reminded me a lot of Max Crosby. You know, same body type, same area of the draft where he ended up coming off the board. Uh, again, really long. He's got a good first step. He just needs to be a little bit more physical and a little bit stronger. So, adding some play strength is going to be an area that he can improve. But the kid's got a natural feel. You look at their production, it's got a really good feel to finish. Um, I always like talking about guys that have a GPS. Wherever they are in their rush, if they're high side, if they're underneath, they can find the quarterback. They can feel and sense where he's moving and they can go get him. And that kid has it.
0: All right, let's go to their final two picks before we have a couple overriding questions here, Daniel. We're Darius Williams, Gary Brightwell two sixth round picks, you yeah. know, he's an interesting prospect, 25. He will be 25 when the season starts, but a lot of good reps on tape. And then you have Brightwell, who I, I know Joe Judge loves the fact that he checks all those special teams boxes.
1: Yeah, Brightwell is the total – he is the, the total uh, uh, framework of being a really good special teams player. He's big and fast and strong and tough. So that, that's a good combination. I actually thought he caught the ball pretty well too um, out of the backfield. So you've got something you can work with there. Uh, with him and the, and the opportunities that he did have come out of the backfield. And then uh, Rodarius Williams, I was in, intrigued by him, just seeing him down at the Senior Bowl, just body typing him. I mean, that is a, a good-looking corner. Um, so, yeah, that to me, I think you take shots on guys like that at this point in the draft.
0: Don't miss it on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giant Suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit giants.com slash suites for more information. I want to talk to you about football character, because you mentioned this with the type of guys that Joe Judge drafts. And I know, you know, their first-round pick at Tony had some off-the-field stuff, but everyone thinks he's a real tough player and he's going to fit into the program. Do you see a connecting factor with all these players in the type of person and guy in terms of football character that Joe judge wants on his roster.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, toughness is a word. I I would say competitiveness. I mean, when you're talking about Ojolari and Robinson um, and Kadarius, Tony, like Kadarius, Tony refuses to get tackled. He just won't go down. Uh, Those guys play snap to whistle. You don't have to, you're not going to have to coach effort with any of these guys, really. They all play extremely hard. So um, yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a great when you can kind of identify you know, the traits of of what you're looking for and you start seeing themes, that's when, you know, you got something going.
0: All right. And now just for a moment, they pick up now three picks next year, next to first, a third and a fourth. How Mm -hmm. big of a deal is that given the uncertainty of this draft that just happened, but now next year, the player pool is going to be a lot larger. We hope we're going to be back to normal with the scouting process. Right. So, what do those moves and those extra picks mean for Dave Gettleman and, and the Giants organization heading into that 2022 draft?
1: Well, it's not just him. I, I think it was really good for all the teams that were able to collect picks for next year. And you kind of hit it. I think the player pool is a little bit underreported just in terms of the number of guys that end up going back, uh, particularly the smaller school guys that make up a lot of those you know, day three picks. So you're going to have a much larger pool to choose from there. You're going to see some of these, you know, even the power five guys that ended up getting an extra year coming back and and developing even more. You're just going to have a better sense of going through the whole process with these guys, getting on campus, feeling more comfortable with their background stuff, having a combine. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. They got, we just went through all these guys. They got good value this year, but I think of all the things they accomplished, I think getting those three picks next year might be my favorite.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Final question. NFC East is a mess, Daniel. You know, who knows who's going to win this yeah. division every year? We haven't had a repeat winner in over 15 years when Donovan McNabb did it with Andy Reid. Crazy. Time. It's amazing. How do you see this division breaking out? Do the Giants have just as good of a chance as anyone to try to walk away with the division title?
1: Yeah, I think it's wide open. I really do. I think it's completely wide open with these four teams. I don't think there's... I still don't think there's a great team in the division. I don't think there's a, a cupcake in the division. I think they're all packed right in there together. So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic we're going to see an over 500 team emerge this year from, from the group. Um, but I think it's it's kind of emerging, too, as, as a physical division, a line of scrimmage division, which is going to be fun.
0: DJ, good stuff, my friend. We appreciate the time. Excellent work covering the draft. Catch some rest. And we'll talk to you down the road.
1: Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man.
0: Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Move the Sticks podcast. Check it out. Thanks for joining us on the John Soto podcast. We'll see you next time.